Welcome back. Hey, Mel. How you going? Welcome back to your house, Josh, where we are doing a podcast. We are, and we're actually going to have an in-person guest today. I know. I'm very excited to have more people I think in it's this been about crammed like- little space. <laughs> Is this social distancing right now? Are we past that point? I think we're about the right amount, but yeah, with this mm. with this mystery guest that we have coming in, we'll probably be breaking all manner of rules. Yeah, well, you know what I'm like. Oh, oh, you're so. a rebel. <laughs> I'm a real rebel. Rebel without a cause, but today's cause is... Rebel without a cause and a really big thing around your neck. <laughs> it's cold. Today's a... Co- for just filling in some context for everyone, today's cold, and I don't deal well with cold. No, I didn't know that about you until you mentioned it, that you're a complete, quote-unquote, princess when yeah, it's cold. I turn into... I would say the only way to activate real princess mode on me is to turn the cold on. And then that's it. I'm, I'm a girl. <laughs> turn the turn, cold in, on. turn into a girl. <laughs> you want the heat on? I'll turn the cold on. <laughs> Can I? I'm going to say something very not PC right now, Josh. Is if I was Pauline Hanson, I would tell Winter to go back to where it came from wow. right now because okay, well. I cannot <laughs> cope with it at all. I just I need to be every every summer. I just love it. I live my life. It's never too hot in summer. I can go out and do everything I want, but it puts me into a false sense of security. And then once winter comes along, I'm like, ah. Oh, is it because you I'm don't? I'm supposed to be on the Gold Coast. Why am I still here? <laughs> is it because you don't appear to own any clothes besides a flanny? <laughs> like, you like... can't wear a flanny all the way through winter and expect to be warm. Oh, mate, you watch me. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to, if you don't think this flanny is going to be a mainstay through winter, yeah. You've got something coming. Well, I've probably been around you, what, 30 or 40 times and you've never not had it on. <laughs> so that- Have I not worn a different one yet with you? Don't think so. I didn't realise you had another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've started to just bring a few others into the mix okay. of late because I'm a bit worried that this, this flanny of mine is, I mean, there's only a certain lifespan of flannelette and this one's lasted a fair while, even though I... Did I just not just show you a video from nine months ago and I <laughs> had yeah. the flanny on? So we'll get to our guest in a sec. Yeah. Can I describe people this video that Mel showed me? Very funny video, but it's shot in a way, and we might play the audio in the future at some point. <laughs> it's shot in a way where she actually looks really pretty in this thing and her hair's nice, and then it kind of towards the end of the video, she straightens the camera up so you get the full picture, and it's her in a dirty old flanny and a singlet. <laughs> That's my good. That's my good singlet. That's my good singlet and my good flanny. So to put some, have I told you about my wall foot rot wardrobe? No. You've seen Is foot this rot. something we can go into now? Yeah. Okay. If you want foot rot flats, have you seen it? I have. Yeah. Wall foot rot. I call myself wall foot rot because I open my cupboard every morning and go, what to wear, what to wear, what to wear, and I have the same singlet in different wearing stages. So I've got a good – so this one that I'm wearing right now, this is actually different, but usually I've got sort of three or four of the exact same singlet. And my good singlet is one that only gets worn on special occasions. So it's not <laughs> faded. It's no more holes. pinker. No, and then there's others through the progressional wearing stages are a bit more faded and – so they're more farm or like just come see you because you're not as important. Yep. But I have one very good one that is my good going out or dating singlet. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the thing. I, the, the active wear stays 
consistent throughout. It's just different variables of fadedness. So is there a matching set of worn-out bottoms or is it only the yes. tops that get... I've actually got the good bottoms on today and I've got the same bottoms that are worn out more so that they're just for everyday wear. Have I told you about my disappointment that active wear is spreading into every form of outfit? It is. It is. It's not disappointing to me. No. But it's, it is a thing. I'll tell you this, this poor, I hate shopping, okay? I hate it so much. I would never have guessed. <laughs> but this trait is, would you say it's more of a man trait that you, you get something that you like that's comfortable and you just buy lots of it so you don't Correct. have to? It's almost the ideal situation when you discover something great and there's lots of it. You're comfortable with it. You buy it in a few different colours or a few different – it translates down to my underwear as well. So <laughs> I didn't realise we were going to that second this, layer. <laughs> this, to me, one of the most annoying things that women say is like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have my good underwear. Or I don't have my comfortable undies on. I'm like, why would you have underwear that's not comfortable or theoretically good enough that if you're in an accident that you couldn't, you know? So you're judging underwears by first comfort. And then there are appropriateness to being having your leggings chopped off and then being there. If you're in a car accident. But why have uncomfortable underwear in the first place that you have to rotate through? So I just have, I like bonds yep. and I can buy them in lace. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, I can buy them in lace. So once I found that I can buy comfortable, like not bad to look at undies, I just bought like 10 pairs, all in the same colour. And then <laughs> I and feel it. I feel like if I pick up a guy twice in a row, he thinks that I don't change my underwear, but I do. I just <laughs> I've well, got the same. I just don't like to have to choose what. Just from coming. being around you in a creative and friend level capacity, I didn't know you changed your clothes <laughs> until you mentioned that you were wearing a different singlet today. Here's the thing, right? I'm going to put it down to is I've just got a very smart, active brain. I need to remove one decision from my life by having the same clothes to put on every day. Okay, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll back you there. Speaking of someone smart and that does things which are active. <laughs> it's not we, Josh. <laughs> not me. It's not Josh. We are today going to be joined by Luke Hunter from Hunter Media. I didn't know Luke. Mm. Mel sent me a couple of bits of material. It looks really interesting. Can you give us... 30 seconds on why people should stick around that isn't about your undies. <laughs> I mean, people should stick around for that. Yeah. Someone, one day, please. Um, Luke should Hunter. Should give out the size, cut, and colour at the, uh, the end of the episode. <laughs> Luke Hunter, I feel like he's just sprung out of nowhere around the same time that I got into to radio, and he just seems to have his finger in all these car pies, which isn't a pie flavour, to be honest. Thankfully. <laughs> but... He's doing a lot of new good things in the car scene and photographing. That's not a word. Photographing. It is now. Remember, we've got a list. <laughs> I just want to let the audience know I am building the vocabulary list, the punching sideways. <laughs> we made up that word list. Yeah. Um, he f photographs cars. And I, what I'm not really a car person, but it's a niche area that I'd like to know a little bit more about. There's a, there's a group of them. They've done some cool stuff together. Yeah. Which will, um, I think I saw your, you were prepping me on certain parts, notes. but yeah, Mel's got notes. Yeah, I even put, was I producing? You're producing now. 
There you go. We also, just so you guys know, part of these notes or the, the, the talk about the notes turned up to me at 1 minute to 6 a.m. the other morning and woke me up. <laughs> yeah. I've just been told don't produce before 7 a.m. in <laughs> keep, the morning. Keep the production to 7.01. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, six oh one's way too, too way too early. Should I say that I just was only just rolling out of like catching up with bands and stuff and just getting into bed or You should. Yeah. yeah. That's not what it was. You both. were <laughs> But yeah. You're out the front of Target waiting for the bonds to open. <laughs> Don't get me I mean, back on you... that. That's another issue because once I find something I like, they they discontinue it. Uh, and then I have to wait again. That's like until... me in this certain body wash that I use. I didn't even know I was obsessed with it or I liked it until I realised, oh, I have to choose a different one. Yeah, and, I don't like oh, it's choices. It's been disappointing. Is it? I've yeah. been through half a dozen. I've finally got one that's good. But Okay, <sighs> yeah. let's get in with Luke Hunter from Hunter Media. We're going to talk cars, but I think that from what Mel's told me and from what I've seen, the guy is going to give us maybe a new perspective on cars and yeah. the creativity around automotive. Yeah. So, righto, let's do it. Oh. Where, where do we need to go to support the show, Mel? Oh, I, that's also part of my notes right now, which is why I held up my book. We can go to punchingsideways.com and click on the buy me a coffee tag and you can buy me a coffee, please. I've had already two today. We can go there, but it'd be better if the listener went there <laughs> <laughs> because we're donating the money back to ourselves otherwise. So um, buy yeah. me buymeacoffee.com slash Joshua C. Liston or go to punchingsideways.com and press on the buy me a coffee button. Shout out to everyone who's donated lately. It really means a lot. Muchas gracias. It helps keep this boat afloat. So we'll jump in with Luke now. I should have said car, car a rolling. <laughs> Just to be even labour. Yeah. Okay. This is Luke Hunter. Thanks, Mel. And we'll talk, I guess, at the end about all things probably to do with your underwear once again. <laughs> First person that's come on with a bribe. With a bribe. Do you, is would that, you is that how we're seeing it? As well, a normally bribe? we're trying to offer people bribes. Well, I, I wanted to bring something. I didn't just want to turn up and just be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to put like it." A thank you for having me. I'm going to put it to the people that they need to be better. If you're listening and you're a future guest, whether you know it or not yet, you yeah. need to be better. I started. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, future people. <laughs> It just sets a high expectation, doesn't it? It, it does. I've been gifted for the first time in, in a stubby holder. Luke, I wanted to get you on today because, well, firstly, welcome, Luke Hunter. Hello. Welcome. Nice to meet you. <laughs> welcome, Luke Hunter. I wanted to get you on today because I met you a while ago mm. in interesting circumstances. Yep. And since then, we've crossed paths once again on a, yeah. a social marketing type a few, thing. A few times, I think. Now, yeah. Sort of uh, one degree of separation on, on the radio show and yep. um, things like that. So, But then I've been following you mm. at, in a stalkerish capacity. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been, it feels like I was saying to Josh. It feels like you've sort of come out of nowhere, which I know is probably disrespectful oh, no. to what you've no. done, and you've just gone, and all of yeah. a sudden you're just in amongst everything. Can you sort of fill us in how Hunter Media sort of started from 
like go back a little bit and then we can go into what you're actually capable of and oh, what you've been doing now. Capable of so many things, no. <laughs> um, I guess I, well, it, looking back at it, so I've had a bit of time to reflect and stuff on it probably recently uh, with you guys asking me to come on and talk about it and things, but uh, I was always the person in the family or the person there with the video camera or the, you know, the camera when we're on trips and stuff, capturing it for everybody. And I didn't sort of realise this until I did probably a couple of years ago that we sort of looked back and gone, shit, this was the, what was, you know, I was doing the whole time. And it's just sort of manifested itself because for a long, long time, I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't have much direction in doing, well, any particular job, to be honest. We were just working, uh, well, yeah, just like entry-level jobs and things. And I guess the start really was that I was into cars. So there was always going to be something to do with cars that we were going to do. And we started drifting probably in 2013. For those that don't know what drifting is, it's sustaining your car sideways and burning a lot of rubber. And it's awesome. It's, it's like really- um... It's a waste of money. <laughs> no, well, yeah. It it's, looks It's a matter really of cool. persp- perspective, I guess. <laughs> I'm joking. But you get, you get, no, I don't know. You get, I get a lot of satisfaction out of being able to do that with a car. I get um, a lot of satisfaction out of our guests- Explaining their terminology without us having to yeah, ask. Yeah, that's amazing. That's no. good. Well, you can just keep doing that. Yeah, yeah no, I will. I'll, Drifting I'll just, is this. This this is that. And yeah, so about about then we um, took that car off the road to well off the track because it was never really on the road. But we took that off the road to do uh, a lot of work to it and keep in contact with that crowd of people or keep within that car scene, we picked up a camera and started photographing sort of some of the street meets and stuff that we go to and keep going to the track and, yeah, photographing that and trying to push myself from there. But so what's that six years ago now? This will probably be qualified as an early tangent, but can you explain just when you say car scene? Yeah. For someone that like me that I can appreciate a beautiful car, yeah, but I, yep. I don't really have much more passion than it's somewhat of a utility for me. What is an actual car scene and how would you describe the people in it? And I like manuals, manuals. as opposed to auto. <laughs> well, you're probably going to be- more control over They it. probably love yeah. you in the car scene. <laughs> yeah. Can you maybe describe, Luke, the car scene you're in? I'd say people that are actively either going and doing car events or car shows or driving their car on the weekend and talking to other people that- enjoy that kind of thing. I think that's probably the basic, yeah. And not necessarily restored cars or just anyone who <sighs> just loves anything, cars and anything puts- Anything to do with- Would you say that you're like crazy horse people but with horsepower under the oh. hood instead of- <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that one lately <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably true. You get so deep into something that, yeah, like it just consumes pretty much everything you do. Well, at least for me it does because that's what I do now is go and photograph cars and things, so- are you still, I guess, are you still photographing the same type of events and cars or have you broadened the amount of scope into different car scenes? Um, we do like going and doing different things. So we've had opportunities to go and do stuff like winch challenge and burnout comps. And How do you get a good photo of a burnout comp? Is that a challenge oh, as a photographer? Easily. <laughs> easily, I reckon. They do um, all the work well, for Well, it's... it's, it's- are you short changing yourself? It's probably yourself? like, uh, as you said, you play a bit of guitar and stuff, and most people can play a little bit of guitar, and it's like easy to learn the first steps, but to get that one cracker shot 
of a burnout car, like flicking around the right way and the wheels turning the right way or the moment something catches on fire or the, or the engine lets go or something, that's probably the harder part because, yeah, like, but I get a lot of lot of satisfaction out of shooting burnouts because I lo- love the way that tyre smoke rolls off um, a tyre and yeah. then, like, interacts with the car and flicks out and over and things like that, so. I'm just watching you at the moment, Luke, yeah, and the no, level of excitement <laughs> and animation in your voice or oh, and watching your face yeah. is it just goes to show how much you appreciate and are actually in this scene, inverted well, commas. Do you think that your knowledge with drifting and having been driving cars yourself also helps you out in capturing those moments because you've got a bit of an idea of how, what goes into and what potentially might happen? I think watching, yeah, like watching how cars react and what angles and stuff they do sort of look good at stuff perhaps does help a lot. I never really probably thought about it like that. But, yeah, in some senses it it definitely would help. I wish I could expand on it. Can you take us through? I'm just trying to get in the head of someone that's into this sort of thing. Can you take? Yeah, can you take (laughs) us through theatre of the mind? Can you take us through... What's the closest thing a normal person would experience driving to a drift? Is there anything that approximates drifting or is it a really intentional set of steps to make a drift and there's nothing like it? Can you teach me how to do a drift? Oh. Can you do that without being in the car yourself? Can you do that via some kind of Bluetooth so you don't endanger uh, so, so I don't die in the process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so drifting is probably more so being sideways before the corner. So it's not just a power over step out of a corner. So there's there's a certain amount of like okay so I'll take you through so I have an EL Falcon they are not the lightest car in the world they are not the p- most powerful car in the world so there's a fair bit of commitment you have to have to be sideways before the corner in a car like this so what 1600 kilos maybe okay. more so you've really got to be at the limit and reef down on the steering wheel before you get to the corner and just hang out there, I guess. I It'll don't know gutsy. how else to explain it. But there there are people that do teach people how to drift and I know what I'm doing when I do it. Um, and I, I'll, I'll just cl- clarify, I haven't done it in about five years, so I'm going to be very rusty. But, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's pretty much what you've got to do for, for what I do. Hello, hello. Josh here. Just chiming in to let you know that I will be doing this a few times during this particular episode just to fill you in with a few details along the way of things that get mentioned in the episode where you can find those particular things. So the first thing today was that Luke was mentioning how much he loves the look of burnout smoke coming off a car when he's taking photos. In the show notes below where you're listening to this or swipe left, right, however you get to your show notes, if it's on a web page, they're right there we'll have a direct link to some of his best burnout shots. So, yeah, just letting you know that, and we'll jump back in with past Josh, Mel, and Luke now. Cheers, guys. So, Hunter Media. So, you were in cars. You decided to to stay in the scene or stay connected mm. by having maybe a supporting role or shining light on the yeah. ones that were racing and putting their cars yeah, out and this, about through this crazy thing that that is sort of drifting and where did you suddenly go? Oh, this is actually I can do this and well, actually get a bit of well, not necessarily coin, but there's a lot of people out there that are in my corner and I don't 
I can take it a bit further. Out, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's always still trying to uh, figure it out. I'm yeah, I'd be lying if I wasn't if I said that I knew how to, you know, where I was going with it and when exactly that I knew that that was going to be a thing. Well, you had a business yeah. card. When I uh, met you, <laughs> yeah. so that's a yep. bit of a sure thing. I think you don't print oh, out no. business cards unless you want to flop it out on the table. So there was so, obviously a little bit of a plan. Well, behind yeah, like, it. if I could do it and live off it, that'd be amazing. But to sort of boost myself into this, I guess in a certain way, we did do our diploma of photography. Finished that early 2018. So since then, it's just been all out going, just coming out with ideas and going for them. I guess. With the photography, I don't know whether we covered off on it earlier. Did you have any previous education in photography? Was there any through school or no? I, that was I, the first formalised learning. For yeah, photography? That's, that was the first formalised learning of it. Like, there's lots and lots of stuff online about photography, and this is what you should do. And can stuff I ask like a question that, about that? What What can a normal say? It's a TAFE class, or if you did photography at university, or however that worked, what could they teach you about the automotive photography? Like is that that is that out of the scope of that, or is there just general principles that apply? There's, there's general principles that do apply to it. There's very little like they can say that is this is your career path if you want to do this. Yeah. Um, because it's it's not really a thing. So I'm lucky enough to have worked with people that have gone through and like it's not the only thing that I do that they do, but it's a big core part of their businesses and stuff like that. But yep. yeah, we still learn a lot through doing formalized training but um yeah not necessarily you've got to you've got to make your own own way i guess so so they're not teaching how to clean a camera after it's been covered in exhaust and <laughs> oh, rubber and rubber and <laughs> <laughs> you almost burn your eyebrows off and things yeah. <laughs> but, um no no so um well there's there's ways to clean a camera of course but yeah, yeah there's not you know this is what you do or what you don't do so do you think um potentially just doing that course was enough to to, to maybe make you feel like you could go out on that, not necessarily that it taught you more, but yeah. you could say that I've done this so that you could put it there and yeah, absolutely. Um, put it on your I resume think, and make I people trust. I think it trust. gave me a lot of confidence um, meeting people that do do photography full-time in whatever field that it was, like whether it be like Mark Jesser doing the Border Mail. And, yeah, we had a, I had a great teacher in Ben Eyes. Yeah, it was always sort of in the cor- in my corner and stuff and was, um, yeah, well, really encouraging and things, but some of the contacts and stuff I've made through that and stuff has given me more confidence to be. I, I don't ever regret doing it. Yeah. It was probably the best thing that I probably did yeah. that gave me all the confidence. I'm just, just, as someone that did a business degree, mm. I've always been fascinated with where people that pursue creative career paths, mm. if they do have formal education, whether yeah. it's in that field or not, where they cross over and how applicable sometimes it really is. And I know for me, I've done nothing. I think I did about two weeks of banking and thought, F this, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> That was after four years of going to university to do economics. But being able to think through a complex problem mm. and remain somewhat emotionally unattached to certain information when I'm trying to evaluate something, yeah. I don't think I would have that skill if it wasn't for the, de- the degree that I did. Because I was trained in a certain way to think. Yeah, yeah. I th- think with you, maybe Luke, the connection side, like you were saying, is such a. It's sort of like going to a private school, right? Where like yeah, all the yeah. Scots, Scott school kids from around here, they've got each other's backs, and it's not necessarily about how you good yeah. you do in school. It's 
who you have around you and who then yeah, you can call uh, in absolutely. on like the favours. Badass clubhouse. Yeah. It's sort of, and I, I would appreciate that. You know, you you guys are drawn together by that common connection, and that then opens up a whole yeah. new portal. It's of- kind of funny because we did it online. Did you? Correspondence. Really? But, um, I did spend a lot of time at TAFE. Um, yeah. And uh, they, they did have like days where they'd bring models in and shoot them and utilize the hair and makeup um, students and things like that. And I made tons of friends through that. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty chatty, chatty. Yeah. So I'm pretty guess, easy to talk to, speak, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> talking of making friends, unless yeah. Mel has anything more on. The on history. friends, on making friends, I've tried. I wouldn't have. Um, you, tried. To be honest, you're How's probably third on the list in this room on that subject. <laughs> <laughs> so just to bring it all forward, what you're doing now, how has that evolved from what you were doing? And I don't think we covered off earlier how many different kinds of car events and things that you're doing. But I know Mel, she was filling me in on this great big list of awesome stuff. So maybe we could. Do you mind if we just check a few of those off? Yeah, for just sure. Just in case. Hopefully, this will allow people to get to know where you're operating and the yeah. level that you're at. So, so I want to go, right, bang, you got your business card, you're yep. throwing it around everywhere, huh. and then all of a sudden, this place in Junction Square in Wodonga is now where you're having border battle. Mm. How did this – and border battle, can you explain to anyone at home that doesn't know or isn't in the car yeah. scene? Um, so, border battle was this – sort of idea that just wouldn't go away. We did want to do our own sort of car show. We did want to bring – we do want to. I shouldn't speak in past tense. Can I just cl- – cl- yeah. sorry, just not to derail everything. I think you've said we about half a dozen times. Yeah, who, I know, who, I who is that. we? Myself. So, you didn't – Me just, and my multiple personalities. Yeah, just so people <laughs> yeah, have yeah, a context basically. on – you were yeah. doing these – booking these events and everything by yeah. yourself. Well, like, I've had help. Like, I've had a great, great help in um, people that are – that, yeah, are friends and things. So, it, it is a we in, in my mind because none of this is – I haven't got to where we are without help. I don't yeah. think anybody does, so – it's not all about me. No, it's about the we not. that goes into yeah. the me, whereas mm. I'm just me, me, That's me, all right. Me. I was just doing it just yeah. so you weren't yeah. leaving. If there was an actual human behind the Yeah, it's like <laughs> what someone did, pulling, pulling the strings You in didn't the mention me at all. I got nothing. <laughs> I was the one who paid for those, yeah, all, all yeah, those beer coasters and I get nothing. <laughs> so when we yep. came up with this idea that wouldn't go away. Yeah. We, yeah, just had to find a way to do it because I knew nothing about doing events, absolutely nothing. We had to go to the council and go, we want to do this thing. How do we, where do we go? And like, I just threw my hands up in the air, but yeah, we just didn't know um, basically where to go with it. Like I've got friends and stuff that do catering events and like, or, you know, um, organise great charity events and things like that, but had no idea sort of where to go. Like I knew that if we did something, a couple of people might turn up. So and that was that was pretty much enough for me. So so what what was that thing that you had in your head that these couple of people were turning up to? Like what was so, the what so was the, the original vision of Border Battle? So Border Battle, I'll I'll sort of backtrack a bit, but yeah, Border Battle is a sort of a bit of a unique car show. So it's a state of origin kind of deal. So because we're we're obviously on the border here um, with New South Wales and Victoria, and when you sign up your car to be at the show. 
you either sign up in the Victoria or New South Wales oh, that's kind cool. of, yeah. uh, you know, wh- wherever you live or wherever you feel that it was built or um, it's completely up to the owner of the car to say which, you know, state that they wanted to, you know, participate in to try and win it for their state. So, yep. And it's just an all-out thing. It's not like, oh, such and such got the best paint or they got the best interior. It's not like that. We just go flat out who's got the, you know, nicest, cleanest car. Um for their state. When you're saying clean, you're not like my clean, no. whereas okay. your car's yeah, been vacuumed so, out and it doesn't so have when you know build, stuff in the glove box yeah. and stuff that shouldn't be there. So that's right. Would so, you clarify clean for someone? Clean is to me in my mind is car that has really good panel gaps, has straight body lines, or to to explain it to someone, it's actually quite hard. Okay, can I just? Do you have a a photo in mind of a? car that you've taken a photo of oh, that, that I can post to our website so people can clean. see just about any on my website that, yeah, yeah. If, the, if there's one that if there's one that looks okay with me posting I will yeah, yeah. just because they can go there and like okay well, that's what a panel gap is yeah like, no, I, well, yeah like a, uh, the gap between I like how excited you are about panel gaps or, yeah like that you're describing uh, a woman but in car oh, well yeah like <laughs> it was only a matter of time before we went there <laughs> I don't know I spent um, when, when we built our drift car we spent a lot of time in a panel shop because that's who my mentor at the time sort of was. So we got to look at what good paint looks like. Yeah. Because most people, even in the car scene, inverted commas, look at a car and don't really know what they're looking at. So, um, and I'm sure plenty of people pretend to know what they're looking at too, but <laughs> we'll probably cut that bit. Um, so, no, that bit's staying in. Yeah, it's staying in now. <laughs> I know this is going to get really annoying, but it's going to happen a few times. So just letting you know, I do have some links in the show notes for cars that have good panel gaps, according to Hunter Media. And also, we do have a little glossary in those show notes, if you haven't looked at them yet, that just tell you, as we're going along, we're going to basically include some of these words, because for me as a non-car guy... There were so many new terms getting thrown around. I had a bit of trouble following exactly what does that one mean again. So we've chucked all that in there. Okay, back to the episode. Like Overall clean aesthetic, line. yeah, the aesthetic of the car. So the, the the engine bay ties in with the interior and the boot install, or yeah. So. Yeah. So it's it's the overall car basically. Yeah, it's like yep. Miss Showgirl, but for basically for that's prob- probably the, the yeah the yeah. Just for everyone who's listening, we're we're basically defining now how someone was to gain points or was how was it yeah, scored? Or, yeah, yeah. So we've got clean clean build or clean, yeah, yeah, a clean overall, execution. Overall, yeah, yeah. 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 Was there anything else you were judging on? Yeah, like engine bay, um, if that you'd you know, like hidden the wires and stuff, and the the engine bay looks clean. Yeah. <laughs> to to come back to that, I'm not really sure how to like people people. Um, so was there a performance of the actual? Like, was there a power test or a performance test, or was this no, purely about purely, the aesthetic purely about of the car? The, the aesthetic of the car and nice. yeah, how it how it sits as well, sort of like the stance of it. So these yeah. are things I I'm lo- I'm actually getting more <laughs> excited about cars knowing there's things like a stance. Yeah. So can you yep. can we just briefly check off what a stance is? Is okay, that just how? So it's it's a few things. Well, I uh, to me it's a few things, and I'm sure that there'll be people pull me up and go, oh, it's this or that. And so like, okay, cool. But so to me it is the way the wheels fit in the car. So how wide they are, and do they 
um, complement the design principles of the car as well. So do they work well together? The height of it. So you can have a, have a few different stances. So some examples would be a muscle car stance where you have fat tires, um, probably 15 inch rims, whether they be mag wheels or billet or whatever you want to do. And then it's almost stock height. So that the car itself looks tough as it were like, and you can do that in a lot of different ways and stuff, but um, yeah, the height, the wheels, um, and just the way that it sits on the ground, I guess. Yeah, okay. It might be too early to throw this out there, yeah. but which state took the took the peanuts on the first go? Who was it? I'm pretty sure it was Vic. I'd have to look it up. Oh, that's right. I can throw that in terrible. the notes as well. That's terrible. How many, is it, like this? How many entries did you end up getting? Because there's so much happening. Sorry, Mel. Because um, yeah. there's so much happening on the day and that it all all comes back to sort of myself, like the, the who won it and who scored this sort of became personally a very small thing. The, the bit that I yeah. was happy about is that we did actually bring so many different cars together and so many like different – because there's so many different subcultures of people on the border and stuff that like completely different built cars and Can I derail like you that. just as someone obviously that, yep. ad, that admins the event? I've, I've judged things before. Yeah. I was I, one. I don't I was, judge things. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> how many, how many subcategories of vehicle were you allowing for? And we tried to who sort of, who actually came up with the judging criteria? Was there an independent uh, panel of judges, or did you? Yeah, did, we did had, you decide that and give it to somebody, or did you use a formal style of judging from somewhere else? There's sort of a pretty. Well, I guess what I'd explained before is like that. What we judge on is because it's so subjective as well. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, the best car on the... Like, we, we personally think the best car on the day one, people have very vast differing opinions on that. Yeah. So... So, you were you're kind of judging on traditional criteria for a car yeah, show basically. sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And how many categories of... Because you mentioned a muscle car before, but I'm assuming yep. there would have been more, like, See, this is the rebuilds. Over, the, and- this is part of the overall thing that I wanted to do with the show is that there's not best American or best Japanese or anything. It's just an overall, this is the best Which is cool. of the yeah. Yeah. sort of things because there's a dozen or so shows locally that do that already. Okay, and I guess having the New South versus Victoria yeah, it was kind the- of thing, it yeah. takes a little bit of the categorization away. It's just a, mm. I'm, rep- I'm resenting. Well, the rivalry's there, but yeah. it's kind yeah, of right. a more playful rivalry in a way. So how many did you end up? getting it was pretty big you had shitty weather didn't you oh we had the most incredible weather i think that i've ever been to at a car show (laughs) um i froze to death i got sunburnt we got hailed on it rained it was windy it was it was an amazing day and i'll never forget (laughs) the inverted commas the inverted commas around incredible almost knocked me off my chair just then (laughs) yeah it was a terrible day, I remember it, it that. Was, but you still- weather-wise, it was an absolutely terrible day, but I'm I'm still very proud that we, we got together about 80 cars, um, and that was because the size of the space, and it's it's gotten bigger now, but the size of the space, we could only really fit that many in yeah. there and it not be too squished in and stuff because realistically, as car shows go, this is a very small one that we brought a lot of people together, like walk through traffic and stuff as well. So did- I don't know. I'm not sure if Mel's ready to move on to a different event, but did the crowd understand the state of origin overtone? I think so. And were they support? So. Were they supporting a a Vic or a New South like the crowd? Were they? Oh. Did they get on board with that kind of concept? I think everybody liked the idea. 
because obviously it was well received with the rugby. Obviously, you've got yeah. the Maroons and you've got people the Blues. Yeah, yeah, people didn't rock up with their number plates. Around they weren't wearing from Melbourne Victory jumpers, with Wodonga Bulldogs shirts versus. You know, Aubrey Tigers. That next maybe time. we should. Oh, that's maybe probably that's, another maybe that's element. A t-shirt idea that people can pick yeah, a shirt there. Yeah, yeah that's probably go. not a bad idea. It's not terrible. Yeah. No. Add another but element we, in. The problem, the problem we did have as well is that there wasn't the segregation between the two. We sort of mixed it right up. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was there was so much we learned from doing that. Where I won't even start to go through that. But yeah. yeah we there's definitely better ways to do it than we did, so that people can. Even if you'd not seen, if you just walked across from the shopping centre, get it sort of thing, not be involved in like all the hype and stuff that we produce. Because I mean, it might sound like a silly analogy, but in my head, I had that (laughs) you were basically, if you just say looking down an aeroplane hangar, and half, you'd have all the cars from one state on one side facing all the cars on the other. Yeah. And then if you did want to do a popular vote, for some yeah. reason, you could just ask people to walk to one side of a line or the other. Yeah, that'd be It'd cool. It'd be like on a, battle, only, a battleship. want to complicate trying to get the cars in there this, that, well, last year. But my original thought was that, but then realised that people aren't going to turn up. They're going to turn up at all random times. Yeah. We're just going to have to park them. It's way so too much. Put them maybe, in a certain way. Maybe yeah. with more manpower that we can do that or bump in times perhaps, but there'll always be someone that, you know, is late or early or- Stuff like that. But that is, yeah, sort of where we probably end up. Well, you might have to put them on a t- an area and call it Tasmania. <laughs> sorry, you're stuck over there, but Yeah, sorry, guys. Yep. <laughs> I did a little bit of research on what happened on that particular day, the first Battle of the Border Car Show. So this is from whichcar.com.au, an article from the 30th of the 10th, 2019, which is about, I think, a week later than the actual event. I don't know whether we mentioned it, but the, according to whichcar.com.au, there was 10,000 people at this thing and over 80 cars. So that's pretty amazing. And just so you know, Terry Bradbury from Wodonga was the winner of Best Victorian Car and also Best Overall Car. Now, I'm going to murder this model, so car people, please do forgive me. Terry had a 351CI Windsor-powered XM Futura sedan which I saw a photo of in the article, which I think may actually have been taken by Luke. Pretty awesome looking car. So you had Border Battle. This year you did an online version of that. But what I'm actually very interested in Mm. is when you did your bushfire fundraiser. Yeah. Which that just took on like- That was insane. A world of its own. And I want to clarify, I did very little of that. I did absolutely very, very little of that. So, well, you're part um, of it. So, I, the way I sort of looked at it was that that was like the four or five biggest social media pages in the region that uh, for cars, for cars, yeah. So you had um, the car- sort of got Do you want a name? I'm sure I'll forget someone, but we can we can try. So the collective guys. Yep. There was CC Forge. Yep, CC Forge. He does awesome wheels and stuff. He's making bigger versions of classic wheels. Car culture meets is that one of them? Yeah, yep. So he does. Um, well, he does um, car meets at that uh, Wodonga Plaza place. So he's got a bit of a following there. And you and me, yeah. And what was the you idea behind it? So obviously everyone 
we had a pretty traumatic time over Christmas with oh. all the fires and everything like that. Yeah, and we thought that was going to be the worst thing that happened this year. <laughs> Silly we were. Yeah. How funny is that? <laughs> so, you you guys, and when we say we this time, we're we with, with those other guys. people. Yeah, like- um, got together and decided to do a, a fundraiser. Yeah. And and what was the idea was just people come yeah, in and donate a- money to show their cars for a certain amount of time. Yeah, so it was essentially that. And we got, um, well, the guys got uh, people to donate things from their businesses as well, like detailing packages and oh, we just had so much stuff like artworks by, um, I think, you know, Cade Sarte. Yeah. Um, he donated artworks and there was there was about $30,000 worth of donated stuff and we ended up raising, I think, upwards of 55000 I'm pretty yeah, sure. Right. Pretty more, more, more than that, actually, because then at the end people, even the, the plaza itself chipped in as well, I think, a, a decent sum of money too to donate to these. And the actual show time, to put it in perspective oh, to anyone yeah. listening, was between 5 and 8 p.m. Yep. 55,000 in three hours. And so that people can get understand, like, how crazy it was. So we were full up by 4.30 and it starts at 5. We were parking cars. So I can't you remember a, how many spaces it you was. had a limited about, amount. And I know yeah. this because there was – Shade coming from certain people that couldn't actually get their cars parked. Oh no, no! Because there was down the street. There way was more people that more. turned up that wanted to be part of this than yep. what there was a capacity to be part of. Would that be right? So oh, can, absolutely. Can we just clarify? It was in the Wodonga Plaza car park. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we just for people that are familiar with that, yeah. packed out that car park plus across the street. And <laughs> are we talking the Aldi car park? Yep, the Aldi car park. <laughs> wow, the, this, is, this is getting the, good. The, um, what's the pub there? Elgin's. Elgin's. We had guys parking Elgin's car park and then, um, yeah, all down those side streets. It was wow. just absolutely, I've never seen anything like that for what we call a street meet, sort of like nothing, um, not, at, not at a venue sort of thing, just in a car park. Yeah. Like and I would have, yeah, I can just imagine because one, Everyone wants to help and be part of it. But yep. two, if you're bringing your car there yep. and you've taken the effort to to make all those clean bits all detailed and polished yeah, up right. and that, and then you're not in amongst what you would think is the 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 platform, which isn't really the part, point mm. of the whole thing, was it? But No, but we had people that were still parking down the street and paying their um, money to support as well. So Oh, yeah, I'm not negating yeah. I'm just saying it. Just took on from what I heard, and I wasn't part of it. Yeah, it took on this whole complete beast of its own. Where what you probably thought was going to turn up, well, was nowhere near what (laughs) happened. Would you Would you agree with that? Like, yeah, absolutely. We we I think the prediction was like we might get three hundred cars together, and it ended up being over a thousand. Holy crap! But Which is pe- amazing. People came from, like, drove their cars from Wangaratta, Benalla, yeah. um, Korowa, Wagga. We had um, burnout guys down from Wagga dri- driving their ridiculous blown Commodores and Fords and whatever else around the car park as well. So, so uh, something that Mel's mentioned to me that, and it got me thinking is you think about the tra- traditional groups of people that can raise money quickly for mm. horrible circumstances yeah, it ter- but it was a terrible time so the top of the list isn't really car lovers that does, you, no. you're thinking musicians and comedians and politicians sports people 
just as a culture, the, obviously the car culture is incredibly generous. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and did you know that? Obviously, if you were thinking three hundred and you got a thousand, did that surprise you? Just the amount of support. Oh, I think it surprised everybody. Everybody that was involved. Everybody that rocked their car up and stuff that day. Yeah. Sort of thing to support that great cause that. To me, I've never heard of any event around here with a three hundred percent capacity blowout. <laughs> Usually, people are scrapping no. to get any any yeah. warm body they can to come to something. So, I sort of think, and I've realised it a lot more lately and stuff as well. That if you have a good idea, like people are going to jump on board tenfold yeah. with it, and that was an absolute was a really good cause um, that we wanted to contribute to and felt like we could contribute in some way too. So, yeah. It does sound like in the next section that we're going to wind up the episode with Luke, and that is just a goodbye, but you've got to stick around because some of the funniest stuff that's ever happened on this podcast happens towards the end of this episode. So don't go anywhere because you might get a laugh out of what's left. Okay, this is the last one, I promise. For people that don't know anything about cars, they can get onto Hunter Media. You also do other photo shoots as well. I know you did uh, Christmas, you did Santa at Chopper Town, and that was something a little bit different. So So you are doing other things, and you're you're pulling your network of people together to try and create different experiences. Different different things that people perhaps aren't doing or ideas that sort of still – that still uh, the central – sort of idea revolves around automotive and yeah. things like that. And I just so. want to put it to you that if you turned up at a dinner party right now mm. with that moustache <laughs> it's a good, that it's you a good. are rocking, uh, so he's got like a little bit of a yeah. uh, bit of an extra inch, half inch on the side that's sort of twirled up yeah. and coming up towards his eyeballs a little yeah. bit like it's that. Never, That's enough right. to talk about, I think. Yeah, yeah no one's going to be asking it's about a, cars no with a No one cares like about that. cars. <laughs> That's the first thing that I see is that. Um, yeah, yeah. Or just. Give it's a good fr- combo starter. Give them free stubby holders. Yeah, that's right. That's a good. That's, an, that's another good way to well, win people the, over. The best combo starter. Ever. <laughs> There's never been a better combo starter in this room. I've never had anyone just come at me and just chuck something in my face and say, "Here, please make was, me sound good." Nicer than that. <laughs> yeah, it was quite anything. No. Quite lovely, actually. That no, was beautiful. Righto, so Hunter Media on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Hunter Media on um, Instagram and www lukehuntermedia.com on the webs. Nice. Website, I like it. Cool, Vane. He's got a website. Yeah. Righto. Well, for everyone listening, check out Luke's work. And if you're like me, you're probably now more interested in cars than what you were 50 minutes ago or however long. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I hope I've done an adequate job of explaining some of these terms because, yeah. Yeah. And if you happen to be listening to this and you're one of those thousand-ish people that went to the events over the course of the last 12 months, just let us know. Yeah. It'd be cool to get to talk to a couple of the other people that were at these things. Mm. So. And actually, yeah, get a, an outsider's perspective on what it was like. Like, you were, yeah, you were right yeah. in amongst it. They might remember which state won off the top of their head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I po- yeah, I apologise to everybody that listened to that and gone, it's- oh, why doesn't he know? He's, he's the guy that started it. It's bloody Victoria! <laughs> oh, someone throwing beer bottles at yeah. someone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Righto, Luke. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mel. No, thank thank you. you. Thanks for joining us.
I like cars. I like them more than I did. You like Teslas. I do like Teslas, yeah. Is it Tesla or Tesla? I'm just calling it Teslas like Sizzler. I always called it Tesla until former guest Jason Cartwright was calling him Tesla. I'm pretty sure from memory. And then I was confused. I'm like, have I been saying that wrong the whole time? I think maybe it's maybe it's the lazy Aussie version of just yeah. shortening everything. And when the CEO and president's on a big podcast stoned and he's talking about it, you can't trust his pronunciation <laughs> you either. You don't want to trust him either. <laughs> so he doesn't even have value in their cars at all. No, <laughs> all the all the share prices. Yeah, well, Luke's an interesting dude though. Yeah. he's not. He never mentioned Tesla's once. He doesn't care about electric cars <laughs> and he doesn't care about spaceships. He cares he about taking. Care about saving. He cares. He cares about. Photography and yep. stances. Stances, yes. And he he has a hard line stance on. <laughs> <laughs> he just, for people at home, Mel just threw to me with her eyes. <laughs> Without... <laughs> okay, get it together. I'll get it together. <laughs> <laughs> When you said don't ever wink at me again. <laughs> now, whatever you do, don't wink at me again. <laughs> and instead, I just. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> crying. Sorry, folks. I'm, le- I'm leaving all this in. Sorry, Luke, if you happen to be listening. <laughs> can, you, can you explain that thing you just tried to throw at me with your eyeballs? What what was what was he? What did he have a stance on? Sorry, I just need to compose. Don't myself. ever wink at me. <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I tried really hard to, <laughs> to, to, to. Josh has told me I'm not allowed to wink at him mid podcast anymore because that's my way of expressing myself about throwing it to him. So I just eyeballed him uncomfortably. <laughs> As uncomfortable as I've ever been eyeballed by anybody. Both eyes open wide. (laughs) Now my voice is dead. Your voice is dead and your glasses are (laughs) Your glasses are fogged up with (laughs) cheers. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen anyone's glasses fog up with crying laughter. Is that a thing? (laughs) It is now. I don't think it's happened. Oh. Look out. Okay, Luke. 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 I'm sorry, Luke. Well, that was a tangent of all tangents. Yeah, this is a stance on how to describe clean lines of cars or what a clean car is. Do you like things where there's lots of terminology in the art form or in the what in like sometimes people would say that's like being a geek? Like sports geeks are people that care heaps about statistics and advanced analytics. Yeah. Um, do you like things with lots of terminology or does that put you off? I do, but I like to put an analogy to it. Yeah. So I like to be able to understand. I'll take my glasses off. I can't see. <laughs> I like to, um, when someone says something, I need to be able to put it into context for other people or for myself into an analogy. So when I asked Luke about, describe a clean car, like describe the perfect car, it was hard. I had to ask him again after, put it into analogy so that someone- After the record. Yeah. Yeah. So that someone that isn't a car person can understand it. 
and he came up with a great one. He did. It was classic, actually. It was amazing. Oh, um, imagine the car as a wedding cake and that sometimes the people have butchered one of the layers or they might have put the icing on wrong on the top or they've used the wrong ganache or even the inside of the cake, one of the layers has been made with foam and it's just shonky completely. Yeah. So it was oh, it was the best analogy. Well, it helped me understand. What yeah. So that's how. So I don't mind terms if I can put it into a different a different context. So then, then I can understand it myself and feel it. Once I can understand it, then I'll just start throwing it out there. Yeah, you're like a, my you're coined a bit of a, word. You're a bit of a reach spieler, aren't you? Oh yeah. Now that I know this clean thing, right, if I ever go into the car world, I'll just be like, oh, that car just be looks- walking That's a clean vehicle. <laughs> yeah, just- You're laughing, but I do that. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that is going to happen when I just go- Just elbowing people when we're allowed to- Actually, we'll be punching people when we're allowed to. Look at how clean. I'll be like, check out the- So, I do. That will get squirreled away. And when- Because I've already talked to Luke- just he's out now, which yeah. is lucky because we were just laughing a lot. Yes. Not about him, but just about ourselves. Well, as an <laughs> aspiring stand-up comedian, I'm going to squirrel away. Panel gap. <laughs> yes. So panel gap and clean, those two things will most definitely, because I'm almost like that try and oh, – I don't know whether I should say like like big dicker guy if I'm around, and if I'm around like the car show, I'll be like, check out those panel gaps on that car, and they will. I this is how I imagine it happening in my head. They will look at me impressed, and or, and or you'll be saying it about a car that's got terrible panel gaps. Yeah, something like that, but. I'm imagining that they'll be impressed by oh, my my imagine, knowledge so. source. I was so impressed I, hearing you recount what, you, what you're going to do when you're at a car show. It's amazing. Oh, that'll happen. You yeah. don't think that'll happen? That's going to happen. And once Luke gets his next next show off the, what do you call it when you get a show off something? Off the ground? Yeah, that's probably a good yeah. one. I thought you were looking for something <laughs> else. I'm like, I yeah, it might be off the ground. <laughs> when he gets his next show happening, I really want to get around it and I will be walking through throwing out some of those terms that we learnt today. Yeah. The panel so you'll be like a carnival barker, I think they call them overseas. Really? Where you run around and you just like pretend to be a famous person or a clown or whatever and you bark details about things, but you'll just be if you want to see the old Holdens, they're down the back and that is a clean panel gap. <laughs> you don't think that that'll happen. That's no, I do. Happen. I I trust you. <laughs> I don't like the idea of calling calling myself a carnival barker, though. Well, that's what I thought I was bringing on the podcast. So I am I guess- yappy. <laughs> I am yappy, but not a barker. I swear I'm that not- was on the re- the job application. Carnival barker slash chimer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, also just shout out to any future listeners and guests that bring us a gift, and you might get. Yeah, I'm a looking bit at a nice love. little stubby holder here. From Hunter Media, yep. automotive photography. Yep, he's a quite lovely. He's a clever man. Also, you know what would go well in that? LukeHunterMedia.com. Well, that's that's maybe we should get some merch. Well, we could if we had some coffees. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. What would go well in a stubby holder, but a coffee? A nice coffee. 
buy us some iced coffees. Yeah. And then we'll put them in the stubby holders. We're not like- fussy about what type of coffee. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit When it fussy. comes to iced coffee, I'm pretty fussy. Are you? We, we, make, we could probably talk about that in the future. My <laughs> yeah, rule, okay. my rules for iced coffee. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you think there's terminology in cars. <laughs> you there's terminology we- in iced coffee. Oh, just the fact that we're calling them iced coffees. Oh, yeah. And iced coffee. That upsets me. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. We'll wait. We'll wait for that one. But if we were punchingsideways.com. Yeah. And then click on the buy click me a coffee. Click on the button. buy me a coffee. And thank you very much to everyone who has been buying us coffee. Yeah, Mel still every time it happens and I see the email, I get a little bit like, Oh shit, this is real. And then every time I tell you you're a little bit less in disbelief. <laughs> people are paying for I this. Mean, people people like us or maybe they don't like they us. Really maybe, love us. Are they actually paying us to stay on or do they think they're paying us to leave? Maybe they think that's how the show gets closed down. Maybe if they cash out really quick, they'll stop. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> I think so. Right, uh, PunchingSideBase.com. Click on an episode, share it around from there. It's yeah. as easy as going there and hitting play on a big button. Yeah. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also YouTube. Yep. And all the episodes go up as a video to Facebook now as well. So if you'd like to just click on something on Facebook and let it play. That's the way to do it. And we, may even, we may even have a our own page on Facebook soon because I've been asked that. <laughs> And we're just waiting on one last little special thing for that. I've been asked that too, so I'm worried. Yep. I'm waiting for the special. And I'm well. waiting to not have to spam my family and friends about my podcast continuously from my own page. So that's that, true. That'll be nice. Yep. Okay, coffees. We're going to talk ice coffee in the future, not ice coffee. I'm writing it on the list. Okay, we can probably talk ice too, the way you're dressed. <laughs> Righto. Thank you, people. Goodbye. Laters. I, I love talking about underwear. Okay. Clearly. You did five minutes of it earlier. So. I know. So when I got my job in Shepparton in a managerial, inverted commas, role, I sort of come to the realisation that I might have to maybe dress up a little bit, which is a bit of a strenuous situation for me. <laughs> I had, which you probably won't believe this, Josh, but I have emceed a fashion night before. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> You're right. I definitely don't believe that. And in this fashion night was a judge. Um, her name's Nat Cross. And I just thought, Do you know what? I hate shopping. She might have an idea. I will hire a stylist. When I say hire, she was working for Maya at the time. And I would just get her to pick my jeans out because I, I, then I don't have to worry about it. So I booked this appointment. Went in and I made an effort so I looked like presentable because I knew that we were going to be trying on clothes for me to be a manager. And she was bringing all this stuff and I said, I just want jeans that fit, that look dressy enough that I can buy a few pairs and maybe some tops. She's bringing all this stuff in and she goes, oh, it'd be really nice. You just need you need a good bra. And I was like, well, no. She goes, it's just showing too much. Not a, not a like a she goes, not a not a fancy bra like you'd wear on a date, like a t-shirt bra, but not a sports bra, but not a fancy one either. Like just a nice nice bra, a good one. You need a good one that you can wear under your clothes. And I just sort of looked at her and I went, uh, this is my good bra that I do wear on dates." <laughs> <laughs> and she goes and she goes, "What? Really?" And I was like, yeah, this is like my black good sports bra yeah. <laughs> with the zip up the front, 
that I wear, I wear this one because this is my best one okay. that I wear on dates. And you, do you have ten of these in different had, levels I of had, dishevelment, I had or do you have different colors? Gray, okay. gray is my everyday one. Black was my um, less faded and more respectable more time one that went with the better pink top, pretty much. Right. <laughs> she goes to me. She goes. That's, I've never known anyone that would go on a date in a sports bra. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. She goes, it's hilarious. Is that successful? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It seems to have a decent strike rate, although <laughs> I am still single. Yeah. So that's out for the – that's out for that. So, yeah, I, I got a big whole lecture on my – no one likes my underwear choices. Although the zipper, Josh, yeah. the front zipper, that's – easy to get on and off. <laughs> That's a winner. That's a winner. For me. I bought it practically for me, well, but it just tends so. to be practical for other people as well. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess when you're trying to work out date clothes. Yeah. If things are going really well and they're going to culminate in something, yeah. I guess you want it to be as convenient for that person or do you still want it to be as convenient for you? Here's the way that I go about things. Give them your worst ish and if they're happy with that, then they might get magic. Right. Maybe. So give, but, give them the singlet with three holes, not the one with five. Here, I'm not going to rock up to meeting someone in a dress and all dressed up because that is just ridiculous representation of me, right? And I won't be myself. I'll be someone completely different. And if they sign up for Mel that's in a dress... They that, ain't seeing that again. That's not the person. <laughs> so I'd rather just roll in in normal Mel mode. I'm more comfortable in that situation as well. So you're going to get my best self. Although I probably could put in like a smidge more effort. Well, apparently. Start, <laughs> and apparently you should be starting with the, the bra, according the bra, to the Myers Nat Cross. <laughs> not <important>. a sponsor. <laughs> no, not a sponsor. We should maybe get her on one day and she can... Lecture you, you and I'll I just stare at Yeah, <laughs> I want to know about how disappointed she was that day. Like, I want the, I want the audio documentary, true crime novel. I want to <laughs> know like everything. She was very shocked first, then disappointed. Yeah, and then she tried to railroad me to go and get a bra, said bra, which to me is just. Speaking of railroad, can we come all the way back around into the station? Did you get jeans? Yeah. Oh, you got jeans. I got some jeans. Were they? Did she put no effort into the jeans because she was so disappointing? <laughs> I just wear those. You, you don't care. Yeah, no. She. The one thing I wanted was jeans that fit. I finally got the jeans that fit, and then I bought three pairs, and then that's that was my shopping trip. And then I thought I'll just yeah. wear t-shirts. Did we just on re- top. did we just recount a story from 2014? Or was that a recent story? That was like last year. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to get context on it because I haven't even seen any older photos of you where you dressed any differently. Literally, I bought the active wear version of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> that I could run, skip and jump in yeah. and could look a little bit dressy. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope for your sake you, you don't have to do any of those things on your dates or you're picking the wrong people off Tinder. Run, skipping and jumping. Yeah, particularly the running part. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually running from me. <laughs> yeah. Come back. <laughs> Please. Sorry. I'll stop talking now. <laughs>